Welcome to the Classic Car Corner Podcast. We are proudly sponsored by GD Herring, Classic Car Insurers, providing a range of insurance solutions for your business, your life, and your home. Contact them at gdherring.com for a customized quote. In addition to insurance, GD Herring provides classic car appraisal and pre-purchase inspection services. If you are interested in collecting and investing in classic cars, check out my new book, Drop Throttle Oversteer, now available at Amazon in paperback. I'm Jason Painter, and co-hosting today is John Lockhart and Eric Menzel, and we welcome Patrick and Max Petrie, who I met about eight years ago at one of the local rod runs. Gentlemen, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate okay. it. Thank yeah, you for absolutely. having us. Uh, Max, let's, let's start with you here. Um, so w- we'd love to know, you had your first car, and then what, what got you into... What got you into cars? Growing up in the uh, late 50s as a teenager, we were all into cars. Mm-hmm. And it was a time when you would uh, hang around the dealerships waiting for the next year models to come in. All right. And in the small town I grew up in, we had the Ford dealer and the Chevrolet dealer right across the street from each other. Okay. So it was quite a treat. And having three older brothers who drove uh, Mercury's and Ford's, it was a, a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was the beginning of the love affair with cars. Okay. So so you had your Ford guys and your Chevy guys, I guess, there. So so I naturally, there's going to be some type of competition amongst a bunch of guys back in that day, I'm sure, right? There, uh, That was definitely true because one of the guys that was uh, the same age as my older brother ended up owning the Chevrolet place. Okay. Wow. <laughs> End of the family. Nice. Ended up owning the Ford dealership. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Very good. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So, so through the years, your first car was a. Uh... Well, my first car was all I could afford at that time was mm-hmm. a 1960 Falcon okay. four-door sedan. Okay. I started out to buy my true love, which was a 57 Mercury Turnpike Cruiser two-door hardtop. Nice. Okay. Nice. But the Pontiac dealer had it. Wanted fifty more dollars than I had, so I oh. ended up with a Falcon. Gotcha. All right, fifty more dollars. Yeah. You know, Jason sells undercoats for eight hundred dollars. That's right. Can you imagine hey, that? For, for Max, I'd do it for seven fifty. There you go. Fifty bucks, right? <laughs> so, so real quick. So the Mercury Turnpike Cruiser. Here we go. That's got that rear window that is perpendicular to the street. There's exactly. no slant, correct? Exactly. Now, did it roll down? It did roll down, and I eventually got one a roll down rear window, but it was in a 63 Mercury four-door sedan. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So how long did you keep these Ford products in the 60s? Were you a couple years and wanted something new, or what was your... The uh, 60 Falcon little six-cylinder couldn't quite mm-hmm. handle my uh, heavy foot okay. and so forth, and I blew the motor up in it. Okay. And uh, traded it for a brand new 62 Mercury Meteor. Okay. Which I traded for a 63 Mer- Mercury, which had the roll down rear window. Okay. And then went through uh, seven or eight more Mercuries during okay. the 60s and 70s. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So let's get back. So, how did you blow the motor? Yeah. I mean, were you hot riding? Were you racing? Were you. Had my foot all the way in the accelerator yeah. trying to keep uh, in the. Uh, yeah, in the. In the Put all the way to the floor trying to keep up with a 57 Chevy, which wasn't going to happen. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. 
So, okay, so um, you're, you're in this. I, I just I can envision this. This is great. Yeah. So you're so you, so what what did the Mercury have in it? What was was a what kind of V8? What what was the block size? Which one? From? The the, the the latest one. The the one you had. The sixty three. I guess it was. Well, actually, the latest Mercury I had was a seventy two Mercury Montego. Okay. As I said, this before I was married, so I was trading about every year. Yeah, I got you. Okay, got you. Very good. Um, so, so after the Mercury, then came family. Family, <laughs> yes. And introduced to maybe station wagons at this point, perhaps uh, or no? Seventy-eight uh, Ford LTD Landau. Oh, okay, okay. which right. was uh, sorry, but one of the best-looking cars I ever owned. All right, seventy-eight. Yeah. Land. Had okay. the fender skirts and the okay. vinyl roof. Oh, and, sure. Uh, okay. He I came home that. from the hospital. Okay. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yep, I remember. So it. you kept that one for a little while then. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good. So um, so after the Landau, so uh, what, eight, five, six, seven years with that car, and then 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 you moved on to what? Uh, uh, we got about 175,000 miles on it. Okay. And and that's not bad for that, well, for a domestic uh, Ford back in the 70s, right? Well, we, uh, I took it to the mechanic to have the brakes checked, and he got it back, and he said, the uh, brakes are fine, but there's a problem. The frame's rusting in two. Oh, the car was in great shape. The car was in great shape. So we gave it to my wife's niece down in eastern Kentucky, and she drove it for years up and down the side of a mountain. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Whatever works, I guess, yeah. right? Very good. See, now that that always just surprises me because if my mom had Fords, Fords in the seventies, and it's it drove a lot to and from the mechanic shop, <laughs> but you know, oh. she had a fixer repair daily. But you know, it's just like any brand; you can have uh, you just end up with a good model. It's like they say, don't buy a car that was built on a Friday, right? Yeah, and I'm sure that goes to <laughs> any shop or any car that you have. I can just imagine the Chevy dealership and the Ford dealership across the street <laughs> in the 50s, you know, people showing their muscle car, laying patches coming out, see who can do it better. Was, was, exactly. that, was that going on at this? Because there was no law enforcement in that small town. <laughs> yeah. And ironically enough, I think this is still true. Those two dealerships are now owned by the same person. Ah. Wow. And were they across the street? Like yes, li- literally. So do you all remember the, the movie Used Cars with Kurt Russell? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, no. do, do, do you remember some of the uh, – didn't he take a fishing pole with a $20 bill? Yeah, across the street. <laughs> he reels it in. Absolutely. across the street. No, yeah. I think that's, all, that's awesome. So now the same family, members of the family owned the D, the Chevy and the Ford dealership. That had to – if that they was – They do now. They do now? I think. That's got to be an interesting Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Because yeah. somewhere someone's bragging about a Corvette and somebody's sitting there mm-hmm. going, we'll, we'll get another the Mustang's coming out. And the guy with the Corvette's just laughing right now going, <laughs> Duh, let me show you my Corvette. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Until he pulls up in the Ford GT. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that'd be cool. That's right. Absolutely. So, um, so, so we went to the family sedan. Had that, was this just one car family or did you have a, two cars? Two. What, what was the second one? Uh, at that time, mm-hmm. was a uh, Chevy customized van. Yeah, so there's the Chevy van. van. Okay. Yeah. All right, All right, the customized, was it the full size van? The conversion, right? It was, right. It was right. a minivan, yeah. Nice. Zimmer, Zimmer conversion out of Florida. Okay. 
So talk to us about the Zimmer conversion. I'm sure that everybody would like to hear Was about that with it. the lights yeah. everywhere, the TVs. It, it, you know, it, and it had a sink in the back. <laughs> okay. The CB uh, radio built in. Yeah, awesome. like four captain's chairs. The, the and the reason I remember this is... Uh, I mean, they, they went everywhere in the continental U.S. Uh, in this van. And this was, you know, I was probably in, in, you know, I don't know, five, six, seven, eight. This was before I could, I could sit in the front seat and it, nobody would uh, right. ask anything. And <laughs> right. They would just take off out west in this thing. And, I, you know, I still have very fond memories of that. Mm-hmm. So they'd had that for quite a while. And you had, you had shag carpet. You had to have shag carpet in that thing, right? Yeah. I, th- it, I think it, I even remember some of those vans. Did they not have... Um, were they uh, just uh, the paneling, um, the wood panel? Uh, Some yeah. of them, yeah, you know, yeah, you know on they the, kind of on the, you know, the customization, right? You know, proved over the years. Yeah, yeah. This was a hard, hard plastic. Zimmer, Zimmer built vans that they also did the Zimmer cars for a while. Okay, uh, they look like Excaliburs. Yeah, okay. you remember, uh, but their seats and their interior looked like an airplane inside. They had uh, molded plastic seats and very good bucket okay. seats. Gotcha. Uh, the overhead that, uh, like Patrick said, looked like an airplane with the CB radio built okay. into the right. console. So, right. Patrick, did you ever get on that CB when you were traveling across country on vacation? I don't ever know. I, I don't. I don't think it worked. I can't remember. It's an issue with the antenna. But I gave plenty of the you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. your horns with the semi trailers. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that was it. Yeah, I think I went into a parking garage that, that wasn't quite high enough and broke the antenna. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because those vans were tall. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, so the Zimmer um, was it something that you ordered? No. Is that so? It was on the lot when you no. saw it. No. No. Okay. It was. Uh, I went to a friend of mine who sold cars mm-hmm. and told him I was thinking about getting one of the new Chrysler minivans at that time that had come out. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he said, "Don't do that. Go across the street. That one's about to be picked up." for uh, a non-payment and he said you can take over the payments and it's a good deal i got you so i did that that's what you did we made three years of payments and then bought the van and kept it for many years nice isn't that cool that's all the u.s in it that is good he had patrick been in all 48 continuous states by the time he was probably 13 years old so so okay so were you a traveling salesman no okay remind everybody what you did again we just love traveling you just love traveling that's awesome so you had 48 state so obviously yeah. alaska and hawaii were the two that right i would the, actually in the, the 60s in my 65 mercury park lane would get in the car on a friday night and drive to daytona beach okay for a long weekend yep and i loved driving and would come back home and oh, uh, spend two or three days down there that sounds That's awesome that sounds like a great childhood oh yeah uh, I, I'm patrick just, uh, I'm just thinking through the uh, AAA triptychs whenever they would travel. They yes. just triptychs and you flip through. <laughs> All right, yep. And we're that was your job. That was yeah. my, it was. Was yeah. to watch the mile marker and then when it gets to the next one. Yep, yeah, yep. there you go. Exactly. Yep. Oh, construction. Looks like there's construction. As of a week <laughs> ago, this info is accurate. So. Oh, On a quick <laughs> side note, are you National Park? Enthusiast, I didn't well, know if you've yeah. been to all the national parks since we've, you've been to all 48 lower states. We've been to, I can't tell you the percentage, but we've been particularly out west mm-hmm. uh, in the Great Smoky Mountains. We'd go to once or twice every year. Yeah. But uh, we, we hit a lot of them. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I've got to ask, so, so you, you, you said the, the customizations on that van. It has a sink in it. Did mm-hmm. it have a bathroom too? Well, I had the porta pot. 
It had yeah, a port. It did it, have like a well, little, little chemical toilet. One you, we, that you or was it just a bucket in. with a bag? No, no, it wasn't <laughs> that. Told it was a little you. bit nicer than that. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Well, because yeah. that's, that's one of the things I've seen on some of those vans that some of them have bathrooms. So it had yeah. a little chemical toilet. You just clean it out. Yeah, and put it, it was something in. that they had bought and just that's cool. slid in. Yeah, but I mean, it even had the little ladder on the back. You know, for for what I don't know because mm-hmm. it was a conversion that's, van. That's when you put your Griswold luggage on the roof, yeah, it's knocked off when you go under a low overhang. Right, right, that's right. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. It sounds like that van had some miles put on it. That's right. for sure. Yep. It well, broke, it was, and it's, ironically, it broke down three times, but every time it broke down in its later years, I was within five miles of our house. <laughs> so if I'm remembering this correctly, if the so there was a shield in front of the back of the engine in those vans. Am I correct? The, the, uh, in was, those old Chevy vans? It was the console, which was the between console. the two front seats. Yep, yeah. okay. It yep. had uh, uh, so, cup holders and yeah. stuff So like you that. just unscrew it, and then you're exposed to the engine, and obviously you got the, yep, there we go. And that's something. So I also noticed you have a Cayenne uh, shirt on. Uh, tell us a little bit about your Cayenne experience. Uh, we're a member of the uh, Cayenne Car Club. It's uh, home-based in Louisville, Kentucky. Kiana is uh, one of the regional chapters of the Antique Automobile Club of America, and it's about 300 members strong. Okay. And it's the one that puts on the uh, swap meet at the Kentucky Fairgrounds in March. Gotcha. Okay. Very good. Very good. And is it open membership, or who can join it? it you uh, you are referred by You're a referred. member. Okay, but, gotcha. Uh, you know, people uh, were. Interestingly enough, for that club, we're getting more members right now than we're losing. Okay. Because of age. Well, okay. And so forth. So it's, it's, it is a, I guess you could consider it a growing gotcha. club. Okay. Very good. Yep. I think half the stuff in this basement came from Kiana. <laughs> I really do. We yeah. appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Exactly. All right, Patrick. Um, all right. So you got a Wagoneer. Mm-hmm. I've got a Wagoneer. You and I could probably talk for 10 hours on Wagoneers. Uh, you also have another c- cool couple cars. You got an F one hundred. Yep. And 71. yeah, and your dad has the seventy three Continental. Yep. And the sixty nine Mark three. Yep. Okay. So those are the cars that I've seen at the Cars and Coffee. Mm-hmm. So uh, give us some backstories on how you acquired those vehicles and where you've maybe taken them. You also got a nineteen seventy two camper that yeah. is just as cool as can be. That's two tone white and blue. It's got the you know, it's got the nostalgic look, and you know, you walk inside, and it's like, I could live here. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah, right, yeah. that's it's awesome. Like a blast from the past. Yeah, yeah. I, I would kind of tie it into you know, Dad, when the uh, van finally gave out. If I'm not mistaken, that's when he uh, decided to get the Wrangler, right? So that was the beginning of our Jeep, um, the history in okay. the family. He got an '88 Wrangler, and then from there, so you mentioned the Wagoneer. We picked that up in '97. It was my second vehicle. And uh, we uh, we got it for when I started going away to college. And um, uh, I guess we thought that was a more practical vehicle at the time. Nobody's ever thought a Wagoneer was necessarily practical or anything. Right, right. Not yeah. at nine miles a gallon. No, not, not at that. So <laughs> yeah. we had it for two years, uh, the Wagoneer specifically, and I drove it to college. My my joke I tell anybody that asked me about the Wagoneers it it broke down all over the great state of Indiana on me and sure. so after two years and me having it as a daily driver we decided to get rid of it for something a little bit more reliable I couldn't keep it for a hobby car so 
you know, after I get out of college, um, got a little bit more disposable income and honestly just loved that vehicle. I mean, it, it, it's a Wagoneer, and when I had it, you know, you got the thumbs up, even though it was at the time a, probably a seven- or eight-year-old car. You know, people still just really appreciated it. I loved it, even though it broke down a lot. And I was like, well, if I could get it as a hobby car, um, you know, I don't have to rely on it. Right. So we, uh, we found the dealership that uh, we traded it into originally, and it was a small mom-and-pop new car dealership. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kind where, you know, you'd go get your car serviced and the, the owner of the dealership is there and he'd come out and talk to you. And, and one of us asked, you know, hey, do you know where it went to? He said, yeah, gave us the uh, gave us the name and address of the guy. I can't remember if I gave him a call or uh, um, wrote him a letter or something, said, hey, if you're ever interested in selling the vehicle, let me know. And uh, probably within maybe six months, he called me and was interested in selling so- it that point it was a lot it was in pretty rough shape um when i originally had it unlike most wagoneers it hadn't started rusting yet mm-hmm. uh, but when i bought it back it had minimal rust compared to wagoneers gotcha. yep. had the quarter panel rear uh holes in it and mm-hmm. the paint was shot on it and i think it had about two hundred twenty-five thousand miles on it at that right, point right. so yep got it back probably mid-2000s and uh it's been painted since and now it's just a hobby car that we take to shows and just I'll get out on occasion, nice days, and just take it for a spin, you know? Well, so. you, you know, you mentioned it, it broke down on you. It's the darndest thing in those cars. Right, Because, right. uh, you know, you get in it, you start, you drive, and all systems are going, and then all of a sudden it's like, what in the hell is going on right. here? And it'll conk out. Uh, but, but, you know, it just kind of the fun with owning these old things but uh, they are certainly iconic and uh you know those 360 chrysler motors i mean they're pretty much bulletproof in my opinion right for sure so but uh now so behind that car well actually you have the f100 mm-hmm. which is actually uh, if i remember is almost the same color as the bottom half of the 72 camper that you got right correct yeah the camper is probably i would say a light blue and white but the mm-hmm. uh 71 Ford F100 is almost a teal. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, when I looked up the color code for this, you know, from what Ford offered at the time, I think it's called Swiss Aqua. Okay. And uh, this this car came out of our family. It was in, uh, my grandfather bought it new. Nice. And uh, when he passed away, it sat just with various members for okay. a while. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it, uh, I ended up with it. And I just remember growing up as a kid thinking, what that, I mean, like teal on a truck, that is not a manly color. Like, right. What is going on here? But now nowadays when I take it to a show or pull in the camper, it's I mean, perfect. that color is what, to my opinion, right. makes that truck. So exactly. It's, it's funny how that kind of goes full oh, circle. Yeah. So. Well, I want to take just a moment here for our listening friends to take a second. We'll wait for you. Go and subscribe to the show right now. Check, like it, subscribe. Leave us a comment. Give us a good rating. And then check out our sponsor, GD Herring, for options on insuring not only your classic car, but also all of your other collectibles. Go to gdherring.com and check them out today. Jason! Back at it here, Patrick. Yeah. Thank you, Eric. Um, so on that F100, inline six? No, it's a 302 V8. It's a 302 yeah. V8. Which looks so tiny in that. <laughs> okay, well. but it's a I, cavernous right. engine. Yeah, it is. Yeah, exactly. right. Easy to work on. Yeah, exactly. Right. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Three on the tree. Ab- yeah, three on the tree. Yeah. I've driven one three on the tree. And I've driven two three on the trees. Uh, one was a Ford, and actually one was a Chevy. Um and I want to drive another one. It's been forever. What, since. What, was it a car or a truck? Truck. Both trucks. See, and I and see, I had my only three on a tree was on an International Harvester mm-hmm. fuel truck 
when mm-hmm. I was refueling airplane airplanes at the the airport when I was uh, before I had a driver's license, I was able to drive fuel trucks out at the airport. Okay. I mean, hypothetically speaking, I didn't have a driver's license, but I mean, literally, uh, sure I did. Right. <laughs> but that was interesting on just, I, I, I called my grandfather. I said, yeah, what, what's the difference between this? I said, just follow the gate. Up, mm-hmm. down, back, forward, you'll find reverse. Yep. You'll find reverse and you'll find first gear. I was like, yep. All right. Yeah, it was, it's yep. not as challenging no. as it, it really as isn't. think it is. You know, especially once you get used to it. Yeah. Then, but it's it's but it is a it's it's, it's different. Kind of a, it's kind of a yeah right exactly, <laughs> but that I mean most of the older cars that were manuals at the get go were yeah, on the column. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yep. right. That's yep. exactly right. Yeah. Yep. So so it's got a three hundred two. Any other modifications? Any other fixing up? No, okay. it's you know it's uh, that's how Grandpa had it. And I, I thought of you know I, you always think about doing stuff to to mm-hmm. the vehicles. You know, mm-hmm. love to put a set of wheels on one of the Lincolns, but you get that look, you know, <laughs> right. but, uh, you know, at, at the same, same instance, like that's, that's the way I remember it. So that's probably why I just leave it the way it is. It's, so it's pretty yep. stock. Yeah. No, that's right. No, it's, yep. that's cool. So Very what's the, uh, the camper? Yeah. Uh, did you get the camper to, to do the, with the shows or did you actually <laughs> yeah. use that camper no. and, and go travel in it? No. So that, that's, that's the funny thing. I tell people I bought a camper, but we, we don't camp, you know, but, I will say two years into having the vintage camper, we do have the bug. We do want to give it a shot. But I originally got the uh, the camper. I guess my justification, whether real or not, I have uh, two daughters, and there was probably a lull in me going to car shows where I just didn't do them. Some of these car shows on Saturdays are all day. It's hard to you know break away, get the family, or go by yourself. And uh, part of my justification was, well, if if I get a camper, I have a place that the the uh, now 10-year-old can hang out in. She's got a clubhouse, and mm-hmm. she can come with me and kind of help, you know, mm-hmm. the family thing there. So that was that's why we ended up getting it. Um, however, you know, since then, it's been in the backyard a couple times. We've, you know, got them back there to try to go camping. But I, I'm too fearful that this thing's kind of very fragile, so I do try <laughs> well, to leave it gotcha. in, a, in, in right. clothes. It's you neat because uh, the vintage camper, uh, I guess – groups oh, that yeah. are really growing throughout the country oh, and oh, yeah. uh i used to live out west and they're huge out there and they have uh certain dates and campgrounds where they all i won't say they travel together but they all uh congregate for like a special weekend it's a car show for it is oh, for vintage yeah. campers and every it's like a big you walk around and you see everybody's camper and uh they're just really special mm-hmm. i got a bug for one yeah. uh, i would love to be able to fix up uh, you know, a '60s or '70s camper, and, and be able to use it and take it not not for shows, but to you know take it camping. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, and they do that around here. The uh, this one that we got, the guy was out of um, rural Indiana, but he w- he's he had been down here to Southern Indiana a couple times for those vintage camper rallies. So he and we had found one that we'd went to, uh, but I, I don't know how that's playing out this year with everything else going right. on. You know, mm-hmm. so. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure in the next uh, three to five years we'll we'll have one uh, bought and completed. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. they I think they're really cool. They yep. are, and, awesome. and it doesn't weigh much either. So, no, I th- so I mean, you don't have to have any towing packages for uh, right pulling that thing. Yeah, right? my my two hobby cars are fine. I think it weighs about seventeen hundred pounds. And the guy we got it from, he he would uh, restore or refurbish one or two a year. He would try to, and on this particular one, when he did it, he took out a lot of the stuff that 
probably people look for in a camper. He took out the bathroom and the sink and all that stuff. There's nothing to winterize. You put an AC in it. So I'm like, this is perfect for car shows, which is what I'm getting it for. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but the, you know, from the outside, it looks like a normal old, old camper. That's so, awesome. yeah. cool. Now, do you find that having the camper and going to a car show with a camper kind of brings the family more, it makes the family more involved oh, in, yeah, in absolutely. your hobby. So that way they're as interested as you are in it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, my other daughter is three right now. And so what will end up happening is the 10-year-old will come with me and the wife and three-year-old will come over a little bit later. And, and, I mean, they they just go wild in the camper, you know. uh, She'll go climbing in it and the other one will just kind of hang out and draw or whatever. But Mm -hmm. absolutely, you know, I, I don't know what it would necessarily look like. For us, if we didn't have the camper, they probably still would show up. But I just, I know my girls love it. So, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> right. That's well, all that matters. Got to keep yeah. the, the family engaged exactly. somehow or another. Yep. That's for sure. Yep. Well, and we're and that's the thing about enjoying cars and car collecting and car shows is that community, that family that you get to be a part of. Because mm-hmm. you'll see these events that are that happen. We have the cars and coffee, and we have all these different. We're, people just bring whatever. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't have to be any one thing or not of the other. It's everything's included. Come on out, show your vehicle in that community. Mm-hmm. And you'll see the same cars every weekend. It's like, mm-hmm. so it's Saturday. You brought the car out. Awesome. Right. Yep. Yep. And you get to see friends. And Well, they're just great topics of discussion. And that's how we met. I mean, yep. if, if your dad hadn't had the 73 Continental out there, I don't know that, you know, it's just, I remember having that car in the family as a kid and it's like, oh, I need to go talk to this guy. So that's what that, yeah, that that's fun stuff for yeah. sure. So uh, on the, on the 302, mm-hmm. you talked about the room in it to, to fix. Do you work on any of these cars, Patrick? No, no. I, I, uh, you know, I've had a few other cars when, when I was younger and, you know, I would try and get into some of them a little bit. I could probably do the, the basics, but time is a luxury at this point. Oh, yeah. So Absolutely. <laughs> there's a lot of the stuff that I right. typically don't do. And, hey, when you're putting 300 miles on a car, you don't have to do a whole lot right That's now. True. Thank goodness. Right. Yep. Just make That's sure right. they start. So. so how many miles are on the Wagoneer? Yeah, you alluded to 200-something when you bought it back. Is that right? Is that Yeah, what yeah. Okay. So it the first time we got it, and I just want to say, so I said it was very unreliable. That's not... I wouldn't say that's necessarily Jeep related. It had 168,000 miles on it the first time we had it. Mm-hmm. And when I bought it back, it probably had 224. It's probably got 228, 229 now. Gotcha. It's getting broke in. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's a lot of miles. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the key, the key to it is if you change the oil like you're supposed to, make sure all the transmission fluids are yeah. good and clear and all that good stuff, then you can put some miles on these things and you know, ha- have some fun with it. But, you know, the elements, the weather elements are the the, the, the killers for us car guys that, yeah. that don't like keeping them outside. Now, you got a storage place for these cars, yes, right? Yeah, my yeah. sweet, sweet mother-in-law. No, there I'll you call go. her out on this. She lets me borrow some garage space. There we go. Two, That's yeah, perfect. So, that yeah. is perfect. Absolutely. Well, the Wagoneers are built for battle. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. thing, I mean, you're talking steel. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 they're built dirt. I mean, if you, you have to break it. Mm-hmm. You have to intentionally misabuse it. For the things to break, eh, you know, sometimes you want to leave one thing broke on it. So that way the car doesn't go, hey, I could break something here since everything's working. I've heard of that. A little car right. voodoo. Leave yeah. one thing broken that's a little, that doesn't affect anything. So that way the car doesn't think, right. I need to break it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the, the, the Grand Wagoneer was the longest running. Um, it wasn't the first SUV. The International Scout was the first SUV. But the first luxury SUV was in fact the Grand Wagoneer. Now I want to say it was November 14th of 63 that that car initiated and it had a 
long run to 1991. Did that initiate under AMC or Jeep? Uh, actually, it was uh, Will, uh, it was Kyle, Willis. Was it Kaiser? Kaiser, or yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Kaiser, AMC right, two. yeah. And then uh, AMC, and, you know, obviously there were some modifications under that ownership. And then when Chrysler took over in 87, um, there were some, you know, more modifications to it. Not, you know, probably dual power seats and uh, overhead consoles and all that other good stuff. Yeah. But the body was pretty much... The same matter of fact, mm-hmm. I think if you took the grill, okay, you were going. Yeah, there. well, I was going. You're right no, there. I was going to no, say yeah. you could pull a grill off of either one of ours, and you see the this the grill from the late mid '60s on mm-hmm. there, and you can go buy the round headlights and the little uh, smaller grill inserts to put on it. Yep. So wow. it's still right behind it. Yep. Yeah. That's that's all. I mean, if it ain't broke, don't fix right. it. Right? Yeah. So. So yeah, but yeah, those those things are just iconic. And matter of fact, of. I think I saw that um, they were putting a third row seat. That you can buy a third row seat option. Did you know that? I did not. Okay. No. Um, uh, I think uh, the guy down in uh, Kerrville, Texas, Leon Miller, that has Wagon Master. Yeah. I think I think that you can now put a third row seat in that vehicle. Now, as to how easy it is to get back there, I don't know. Yeah. But um, I think that was something that they were they were toying with at one point. So. I spent about twenty minutes rolling my back window down and then back up. Right, so. right, right. <laughs> my yeah. kids are going to have to sit in the front. Exactly, <laughs> that's exactly right. Yeah, those uh, those just iconic jeeps are just part of it. It's it, they're they're a lot of fun for oh, yeah. sure. Absolutely. So, I have a question, maybe for Jason. Oh boy, here we go. For the Grand Wagoneer. Yeah. What year did they initially start putting the wood? panel on the Grand Wagoneer. Hmm. Okay, well, all I can tell you, I don't know the year. Did I just stump Jason? Well, you may have. <laughs> Sweet. This is a, uh, that's uh, a first, by the way. Oh, well, let's see here. Hold on. <laughs> uh, uh, we, we ought to Google this since we do that anyway. I'm going to say 1964 for the heck of it. All right. Maybe 74. 74? Yeah. Well, if you remember, I do know that the, the, the they were small. Yeah. They were probably about four inches wide across, and then at some he point grew. they just – Yeah, it grew. Yeah, exactly. Which, oddly enough, my wagon does not have the paneling it doesn't and nope from yep. what we've heard is it was either a special order that way or they the original owners had it taken off at the dealership gotcha. when they picked it up so yep yep <laughs> yeah. well i'm glad i got the stump jason for a while i figured for sure you had that answer I, I, uh, I in don't. your pocket so what is the answer do we know i do not know okay just I, yet. Guess, I guess we're looking so you say it's 74 it's i i think it's in the early in early 70s if you do the uh Motor Week. Right. Uh, they have a YouTube of a fellow, and I'm, I can't remember his name right now, that does Motor Week. He still he did it back then. He did one of the first ones, a uh, road test of that Wagoneer. Okay. And I think it was early 70s, but uh, mid-early okay. 70s, okay. I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that'll, be, that'll be a neat... Uh, a neat trivia question if we can find that answer here pretty soon oh no it's already a neat trivia question oh yeah because you've gotten me on trivia three times so now we got you on one yeah yeah, that's right i probably should have had the answer in my pocket before i threw no 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 this is good let's put jason to work that's right exactly exactly oh that's fun that uh this probably needs to be verified but i recall that i believe that body style was only outlived by the Volkswagen Beetle. Mm-hmm. Okay. The yep. body style of the Jeep. Of the Jeep. Okay. Wow. Yep. Yep. That's that's pretty impressive for sure. Now, of course, we know that um, 
the brand new Grand Wagoneer is coming back. I've seen some prototype pictures of it. Um, um, you know, the, the Bronco, obviously, oh, yeah. uh, that's come back. And I, I kind of like the look of the Bronco, the, the new Bronco, because mm-hmm. it's more retro. The, the Grand Wagoneer, I, I haven't seen it in person yet, but it looks just like maybe a little bit longer Grand uh, Cherokee. Yeah. It needs it needs the snout. If you yeah, ask me. yeah, yeah. Yeah, in my opinion. We will have to answer this question in a future podcast okay. because Google doesn't even know this answer. Oh. So we well, are going to have I'm going through the years right now. I managed to find a site. Well, there you go. I'm 71 well, so, hey, right hey, now. Look, so. if Google doesn't know, then that makes me pretty smart, yeah, yeah. right? Because I didn't know. We're right? definitely going to have to follow this up in, uh, <laughs> right right in now, the next right episode. Right now, Jason's and, wrong. Right now, we're going right over here with the 70s. So. Exactly. So, but... Um, well, guys, we have so enjoyed having you here tonight. We thank you all for uh, for coming out. Um, and, you know, uh, to our listening audience, thank you for joining us here at the Classic Car Corner Podcast. And if you enjoy the podcast, like us on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe so you are notified on new shows. And please leave us a review. Your reviews are the most powerful way you can help us reach more people. Thanks for listening. And until next time, happy motoring from your friends at the Classic Car Corner Podcast.